0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I'm not sure I have been more entertained by a basketball game than I was by Wake Forest and NC State earlier this week. I guess it was Wednesday night. Uh, that game had everything. It had uh, It had some animosity. It had too many, but... A bunch of technical fouls. It had stuff to talk about. I thought it had great individual efforts. Uh, and it was fun. Now, for the Wolfpack, who prevailed in that game, they have to back it up. And they have to back it up at home against Virginia Tech. We'll start there with Brian Geisinger, who I watched, by the way, on uh, on the Pack Pride game podcast. Uh, he, 24-7 sports at bguys underscore bird. My friend... Uh, that was an entertaining basketball game. Now they got to do it again. Yeah,
1: that game kind of had everything in it. Uh, Like, you know, ejections, (laughs) nonverbal communication, uh, Kevin Keats spotting up for a three-pointer, like, in the middle of the floor. Like, it really had everything. Mm. But um, I thought, despite it not being, like, the the cleanest game and and certainly some foul trouble for for both sides and wake had to really deal with that with with hunter salas and uh and ecton reed who who eventually fouled out of the game too but like those are like steve forbes wake forest very good team very good offense state went to a lineup down the stretch that hasn't used much this season got some stops and then like for me the real key of it was um was DJ burn or pardon me, DJ horn. Yeah. Just having, uh, I, look, we all know he's a great shooter, but a pretty much an outlier type performance <laughs> coming off of, uh, uh, using the pick and roll, whether, mm-hmm. you know, NC state was going empty corner or some five outsets to, to, to flow into handoffs and, and ball screens for, for horn. And just, we've talked about it on this show before gold, but wake forest plays drop coverage, not too dissimilar from, uh, from UNC and Hubert Davis, although um, Wake probably plays a little bit deeper with Efton Reed than than the Tar Heels do with with Armando Baycott now. And DJ Horn struggled against UNC a week and a half ago, and then he was incredible uh, shooting from the mid range. <laughs> How many shots did he hit from the elbow? Runners, floaters, Runners, I... fadeaways. It was it was just a full arsenal uh, in terms of shot making from Horn in the uh, in the mid range in the half court.
0: I want state fans, by the way, to know that after I don't know how, how often you do this, but because I watched you guys after the game, I learned a ton about that was the what they had played. Those five players together, Taylor, Horn. Was it McCon- Was it uh, O'Connell? Morcell uh, Mo- uh, uh, Diara and uh, Middlebrooks, like five mm-hmm. minutes together all year long. And yep. that was the lineup that brought them all the way back. my you know so for, uh, I guess at packpride.com it was tremendous um it was a I thought an entertaining and informative listen let me let me ask you this because I know Middlebrooks has been coming off the bench and dr a couple of games ago I think played just three minutes. the way those two guys played maybe it's an outlier, but I thought both of those guys provided stuff at both ends of the court. And the way Middlebrooks attacked the rim, it's such a different look from D.J. Burns that I don't know why they wouldn't play those guys together more.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to have to. And, and as you mentioned, that lineup prior to the Wake Forest game had played five minutes all season combined. It played six minutes uh, in the Wake Forest game, and uh, it was a big difference maker for them down the stretch. Yeah, Middlebrooks, as, as, as talented as, as D.J. Burns is as an offensive player. You know, truly one of the best, you know, low-post hubs and, yeah. and passers and incredible shooting touch, but just one of the best low-post, you know, threats in the, in the entire country, not just the ACC. But at, with State running so much pick and roll, Middlebrooks is great because, like, he has the mobility and the size that when he screens, he can get downhill quickly on a roll. And you saw in that game, like, once D.J. Horn started hitting some some mid-range shots, Towards sort of towards the end, at the end of the game, Wake Forest mixed up its coverages and started hedging those screens and bringing the screen defender up to the level. So putting two guys on DJ Horn, so he couldn't just turn the corner and get to his jumper. And as soon as they started doing that, he just started hitting uh, Middlebrooks on the roll. Yeah. Middlebrooks got a layup over Andrew Carr. This is how he got the fifth foul on Nefton Reed with about three and a half minutes left to go in the game, which was a huge, you know, huge swing play at the time. Wakes up four. Uh, when F degree goes out and, in state kind of is on its way, making or making a run after that. Um, you know, I like, I think DJ has become so important to this program, obviously as like uh, a hub for the offense. Sure. And he's, he's kind of the face of the program too. Um, and I think he's one of the real leaders of the team. So like, I'm not sure where I'm at as far as like changing up the lineups. I do think it's interesting that like, I, Middlebrooks is playing the role that I think the team had in mind for on for Mohorchic last season before he got hurt. And in, the, in initially, Mohorchic started the first 11 games and DJ came off the bench. So, like, State has lineup versatility. Middlebrooks has started a couple games this season. But for whatever it's worth, like, the pack are lucky to have, or they're fortunate to have, a very good platoon at the power forward position with Dennis Parker Jr. Yes. And and, and Mo Diara and Ben Middlebrooks and DJ Burns – at the center spot, their front court room is really, really tough. Um, And and they've got guys that can rebound, do a bunch of different stuff. Like it's been a huge reason why they're, they're five and one in league play so far.
0: I, I I love, I mean, I realized they lost the game to Carolina and they probably went away when they uh, maybe needed to dial up a little bit more, you know, intensity, but I loved the way they played against Wake Forest. All right, let me move on to Carolina. Um, who they look to me like they just turned off their intensity uh, defensively. And I get it. Louisville's not very good. Uh, Carolina was better offensively than they have been for the most part this year. They Cormac Ryan was great from three-point range, and Jalen Withers played a really good game at both ends of the court, as he's been doing. Same with, uh, you know, they've been getting great defense from Seth Trimble when he's called upon. Um, but what 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 do you make of the trip to Boston College? for that group it would seem oh that's not a that's not a problem but that's been a difficult spot hasn't it
1: yeah it is I mean it's a weird place to play you know it's it can often be especially on the week I don't know what time that game is but if it's like an early afternoon game you know sometimes the crowd is not it's not great there maybe for for a big opponent like UNC like you get you get more fans there or whatever but I think we've talked about this within the context of, of when NC State had to, had to go up and play at BC, you know, uh, I guess like a month and a half ago at this point. Like, Quentin Post is back for Boston College, and he's one of the toughest matchup pieces in the ACC because he's seven foot, he's shooting 44% on threes, and he's arguably their best passer and, you know, at that size. They do a lot of pick-and-pop stuff with him. They run a lot of 5 out sets with him. And then they also just let him uh, initiate from the, from the elbow, too. Right. So, like, how are you going to match up with that? Are You you know, when NC State played against Boston College, they didn't have uh, DJ Burns trying to chase Quentin Post around 25 feet from the hoop. They put Mo Diarra on him. Right. And they let him and his mobility and his length handle that. So, you know, how does UNC handle that matchup? Something to keep an eye on. Jalen Withers, Jalen Washington, like those guys, uh, you know, could could be very important. Not like Baycock can't do it. It's just, you know, he's he's actually more than capable. But like Post is just a guy you have to consider. And like he's at the he is absolutely at the top of the scouting report. And then BC has a couple pretty good guards too. Like Claudel Harris, who's been awesome this season, transfer that they brought in. And uh and Jaden Zachary, who was sort of like one of the first sort of like notable recruits that Earl Grant uh brought in three years ago. And like he's having a nice junior season as well. So like they're not just a one-man show. They've got they, they can spread the floor. Um, they've got shooters, and they've got a seven-foot guy that you've got to consider. Like you have to guard Boston College differently than you do most teams because of the threat that uh, that post presents.
0: By the way, Virginia Tech, NC State, then North Carolina, Boston College. It is a CW doubleheader. <laughs> Uh, Let's go. At noon and two Let's go. Honestly. <laughs> sounds like a blast right there. All right. Uh let me can get can hear. I can hear I can hear Tom Wormy in my
1: in my ears already. And I can hear the G-man. You know, Saturday, <laughs> it's so close. The weekend's here.
0: <laughs> all right. Finally, Duke Host pit Saturday night. And first of all, there are two injury concerns for the Blue Devils. It doesn't look like Mark Mitchell is going to play. Uh, Jeremy Roach, I think they said, is day to day. Um, the knee injury that he suffered against Georgia Tech uh, last weekend looked to me to be more of a problem, but maybe he's fine. Don't know. And we don't know if he's going to play or not. But just going back to the game that they played a week and a half ago, uh, I'll be interested to see how Duke handles not shooting a million percent from three point range like they did, especially in the first half. Uh, what's your read on the Blue Devils, especially with the potential of not having those two players? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know?
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, Roach is such a – it's the obvious thing. But we're on year three now of him just being, like, a really important offensive player for them. And especially the last two years, he's been such an engine and such a stabilizer. And I really do think, like, when everything is starting to sort of, like, go sideways for Duke, like, one of the the buttons that John Shire likes to push is empty corner pick-and-roll two-man action with Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski. Like, that's their – that's the security blanket. That's yeah. the that's the just the automatic money play that you're probably gonna get a good shot out of because Philipowski is such a matchup problem and, and Roach has enough sort of like, you know, downhill juice to to get in the paint and make tough shots. Um and I mean you can do some of like they've still got good guards. Like you still like even if you don't have Roach, you still got Tyrese Proctor, Jared McCain, Caleb right. Foster. I mean it's like Jalen Blake's. Like there's plenty of like guys you can you can try to like route those types of things through. But like Roach is a is a really nice mid-range scorer and, and again probably has like a little bit more like uh burst to his game than, yep. than some of those other guys do. And so, you know, you're you're if you don't have Roach, you're not having like again, what is maybe your like most effective break last in case of emergency play. Um and then Mitchell simply just from like an athleticism and like length standpoint, what he means for your help defense. Um, you know, Duke's got counters. They can play uh they can play Philip at the four with Ryan with uh with, with Ryan Young at center, they can try T J Power, they can go to the four guard lineup. So they've got some stuff that they can do. Um and maybe the presence of Blake Hinson at, at Pitt makes yeah. some of that those lineups tougher or maybe some of the more appealing. Um, you know, he's kind of a matchup problem too, because he can post up and, sure. and he can really shoot a lot of threes. Like you don't have to tell him twice to, to get <laughs> shots up. But I think the main thing for them is going to be like, aside from the hot shooting, like the reason why they really cooked at, at Pittsburgh the other week was because Bub Carrington had such a tough game right. for, for Pittsburgh. And, you know, not to go into cliched mode, but like gold, he's the straw that stirs the drink. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he is a, a 6'5 point guard with legitimate pull-up shooting skills, and he had a really tough night. He made some shots down the stretch for them that, that maybe made this final line look a little bit better. But just what are the coverages going to be against Carrington? And, um, you know, does he play different too? And if he starts making some shots, well, then what? how does Duke adjust? You know, do they have to adjust and sort of like get out of their base defense if Carrington gets uh gets rolling in that game?
0: Brian Geisinger at guys underscore bird. Every Friday, we'll talk hoops with him. I appreciate your time, my friend. Enjoy the ball. And uh, are, are we uh, are we jumping on Pack Pride after State Boston College?
1: Well, yep, yep. Saturday afternoon, we'll be doing a uh, shorter, not as long, but we'll, we'll have a, a recap uh, following that game as
0: well. All right, man. Uh, get smarter. Listen to Brian Geisinger talk about <laughs> basketball. Uh, it helps me. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: You guys both have a good weekend, okay?
0: You too. Brian Geisinger. Uh, 24-7 sports, at bguys underscore bird. Uh, again, man gets the game. I mean, <laughs> and it, he translates it very well. Hope you fix your home up.
1: We are the Designery North Raleigh located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com.